Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. This is day 806 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. We continue this Wednesday to explore our trek of interpreting life through a biblical worldview. As a Christ follower, it is important to view all situations and events in life through the lens of the Bible. That is a view of the world that is aligned with what the Bible teaches. We are exploring current issues that impact our world and society and comparing them through the lens of the Bible instead the lens of society, culture, modern media, or social media. I do not desire to tell you what to think, but to teach you how to think so that you'll be able to filter current issues and events through your biblical worldview. I may explore opposing views and challenge you to think. You may not always agree with my view, and that's okay. I am open to any comments that you may have on the subjects that we will explore. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. On today's trek, we will return to our discussion from two weeks ago. The information we are exploring is from a web interview from the Christian Post with Nancy Piercey, a former agnostic who teaches at Houston Baptist University. Nancy recently published a book titled, Love Thy Body, Answering Hard Questions About Life and Sexuality. I will continue to share some of the insights from this interview as it closely aligns with my biblical worldview on the core concept about the sanctity of life. If you'd like a more in-depth analysis of this topic, I recommend that you purchase Nancy Percy's book that I just mentioned. So our topic for today is, Accept Who God Made You, Loving Yourself. Today's topic is a controversial one for some, even within the Christian community, as we discuss same-sex relationships and transgenderism. This is particularly close to my heart because I have close family members who have chosen a same-sex lifestyle, including marriage. They are Christ followers with sincere beliefs that God's Word does allow or at least permits this choice. With my years of in-depth study of God's Word, I have come to two conclusions within my biblical worldview about sexuality and marriage. First is that sex outside our own marriage, regardless of the gender preference, is not in line with God's precepts. Secondly, that marriage should only be between a man and a woman for life. My relationship with these family members, or anyone who has made the choice that is contrary to my biblical worldview, does not impact my love for them. My love is unconditional, just as God's love is for all of us. Yes, from a biblical perspective, I do not agree with their choices, but it is their choice, and I will not condemn or judge their choices. They alone must answer to God for their choices just as I must answer for all the choices that I make. I am sure there are choices that I make, according to others, would not be in agreement with their worldview. Before we explore a few thoughts that Nancy Piercy shares in her interview about her book, Love Thy Body, I will share some of the basis for my biblical worldview on this topic. First, every reference to marriage in God's Word has always been between a man and a woman. There are no exceptions. Marriage is established in Genesis from the very beginning of creation. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 tells us, This explains why man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. The two are united into one. This phrase is also repeated in Matthew chapter 19 verse 5, Mark chapter 10 verse 7, and Ephesians chapter 5 verse 31. My second point is in agreement with something Percy writes, which I have to agree with, and she is quoted as saying, After all, no one really denies that on the level of biology, physiology, and anatomy, males and females are counterparts to one another. That is the way human sexual and reproductive systems are designed. 
So when someone adopts the same-sex identity or transgenderism, they are contradicting their own biological design. Implicitly, they are saying, why should my body inform my psychological identity? Why should my biological sex as a male or female have any say in my moral choices? And that was the end of Nancy's quote. Because of my biblical worldviews, I don't agree with family members or others who have chosen a same-sex identity and lifestyle. But I have to say, although, after many hours of in-depth discussion and study, I am convinced and understand that certain men and women are physically, psychologically, and emotionally drawn toward a person of their own sex. It appears to be built in their genetic makeup. That being understood, we are all prone to certain attractions and preferences which may or may not align with God's Word. To act on those preferences is still a choice, which is made by those individuals. We all have predilections towards certain types of individuals which we are attracted to, but it is not always biblical or wise to act on those desires with our choices. So the question for us who consider ourselves Christ followers, should those who make those type of lifestyle choices, which we do not agree with, be treated unfairly or with biases? And my answer is certainly not. We all violate God's precepts in certain areas of our lives. We need to be very careful when we become too judgmental of others because their sins are different than our own. We would all do well to consider the words of Jesus that are written in Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard that you will be judged. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. And my third point of contention covers both same-sex attractions and especially transgenderism. God created each of us either male or female, and we are designed to complement and mutually assist each other physically, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. This is God's design from the very beginning of His creation of humans. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 tells us, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. God made each of us either male or female by design for His purpose. To make a choice that is contrary to the way God created us, as I see it through my own biblical worldview, is to say that God has made a mistake. As the prophet Isaiah told the nation of Israel in Isaiah chapter 29 verse 16, How foolish can you be? He is the potter, and he is certainly greater than you, the clay. Should the created thing say of the one who made it? He didn't make me. Does the jar ever say, the potter who made me is stupid? To change the way God designed you is to say that you are not pleased with God's plan for you. This must be considered discontentment because you desire to change who God made you to be. To put it into a context of another scenario, let me use a personal example. I am only five foot four inches tall, which is quite short for a man, especially in today's Western societies. Would it be nice to be six foot or six foot six inches in height? I believe that most men would think so. In our Western cultures, tallness equates to being manlier. When I was going through puberty, I could have been injected with growth hormones, but that is not how God designed me. I am completely content with who I am because God made me as I am for His distinct and unique purpose. We should be content on how God designed our physical bodies and our gender so we can fulfill our God-given potential. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7 tells us, 
Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave. Back to the interview with Nancy Pearsay, she continued on and said, Ultimately, our view of the body and sexuality rests in our view of nature. The secular worldview starts with a Darwinian assumption that nature is a product of blind, undirected forces. We tend to think of materialism as a philosophy that places a high value on the material world because it claims that matter is all that exists. Yet in reality, it places a low value on the material world as purely particles in motion with no higher purpose or meaning. In other words, if our bodies are products of the blind, undirected forces, then they convey no moral message give us no clue of our identity, and have no inherent purpose that we are obligated to respect. By contrast, a Christian ethic respects nature as a good gift from God. That's why we always take into account the facts of biology, whether addressing abortion, or that is to say, the scientific fact about when life begins, or sexuality, which means the facts about our sexual differentiation and reproduction. So I will say, to craft an effective message for the secular world today, Christ followers need to discover that the biblical view of the body is actually more appealing, more attractive, more affirming than secular ethics. I realize that today's podcast and journal only scratches the surface of a biblical worldview on some very controversial subjects. It is my prayer that you will study and learn more on your own. Above all else, though, let's put into practice Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Tomorrow we will continue with our three-minute wisdom nugget that will provide you with a bit of wisdom, if followed, will allow you to grow healthier, wealthier, and wiser each day. So encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek creating a legacy that will finish our trek for today if you'd like to listen to any of the past 805 treks or read their wisdom journals they are available at wisdom-trek.com you can also subscribe to itunes or google play so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically and thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide your mentor but most importantly i am your friend as i serve you through the wisdom trek podcast and journal And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward. Enjoy your journey and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.